so. They should be in the top 25, by the way. The USA Today top 25 came out. They're not in it. Michigan should be in it. We know who 25th is. They were tweeting all about it today. Is Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah. Ole Miss is going to be fun. By the way, y'all remember what Arkansas was like like five years ago? I mean, the guy that always takes his shirt off and start a fight. That's, that's, that's Ole Miss this year. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 269 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. As we get closer to the college football season, we've been carefully planning our weekly shows. This week is our national college football preview. We certainly talk about the dogs and a few of the latest headlines, but it's more of a jumping around and getting a feel for the other Power 5 leagues and what teams we think might be in a good position to make the playoffs. And we're also blatantly trying to figure out scenarios of how Georgia still gets into the playoff should they have a slip-up along the way. But it's a fun episode, a 30,000-foot view of the 2021 college landscape. So let's not waste any more time on this intro. Hope you enjoy our outside broadcast. And a heads up, the crickets, tree frogs, and other woodland creatures were especially loud tonight. So be prepared for that. And here's Will to get it all started. Humans, back to our <laughs> weekly shows. I'm so excited. So we are getting close now. We, are, I, I was just discussing um, with uh, my son William, who we were in, we were in St. Louis over the weekend for uh, to see the Cardinals split with the Kansas City Royals, and I had a great time. It's always William's like favorite thing, and we were discussing how uh, two weeks from Thursday. This coming Thursday, I will be flying to Illinois oh. uh, because uh, uh, for a my yearly trip to soil the young minds of, uh, of University of Illinois journalism goods. But b I will be going to an actual the actual first college football game is actually Illinois Nebraska is the first game of that day. Even it is at one o'clock Eastern. It is on ESPN. It's, it's, it's not the only game. It's not, no, it's, but the first game. it's the only Power Five game, and it is the first game. Okay. So, so if you are one of those people, like I would argue, if you are a Georgia fan that has been desperate for college football for a long time and a listener to this podcast, uh, what better way as an aperitif to begin your college football season than an Illinois game at one o'clock in week zero? I like it so much. I bought the whole team. Um, I too am going. I, I don't know if I share with you. I don't know if you're officially. Going. Uh, yes, I'm officially going. Excellent. I booked my flights. Um, Excellent. Those of you listening Excellent. know that I spent time. At the University of Illinois, uh, you hear us reference my good friend Paul. Um, Paul was like, hey, you should come up to the game. Georgia really game. Going. So, I, um, so I did end up booking f- uh, flights to go. Uh, so I am on. Uh, flying to Bloomington. Flying to Bloomington. Yeah, yeah, flying to Bloomington. I have a late flight on Friday. We have some. Bloomington, s- Illinois. It's, it's the home of State Farm. It's an hour. That's, that's why flights go in. Isn't there a Bloomington, Indiana? That's where University of Indiana is. But Bloomington, Illinois, it's Bloomington Normal, where Illinois State is. Yep. And it's become a big, I wouldn't say a flight hub. But it's become a popular airport because State Farm is based yeah. in Bloomington. Yeah. And actually, Paul lives literally two blocks from, from Illinois State. Yeah. He lives in Normal. But uh, so we'll have to connect up. We'll figure out. Uh, yeah. uh, Paul and I are coming we'll over. We'll get some early tailgating. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those crazy things when, when, when you mentioned this. Uh, several months ago, I looked at it and kind of offhand mentioned to Paul, like, hey, uh, you know, because I've always wanted to do the Thursday night game. We were talking about before we start recording uh, Georgia State, why they don't play more Thursday yeah. night games. Uh, I guess it's probably because of the Sunbelt TV schedule. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to uh, play Tuesday night games. Tuesday night games. <laughs> so, but I, I was like, hey, that actually works on my schedule. And um, I, I looked in the plane, the late flight on Friday and the early flight on Sunday were unreasonably cheap. So, yeah, like, I will be on that Sunday flight. 
the 6 a.m. or whatever oh, it is. Oh, I, I, I think so. Let me check. I yeah. yeah. Actually, so, I think in the second flight, actually. Yeah. I, the, the second flight was far more expensive when I booked it or this week. So um, I, like you, am, I'm ready to go back to some live sports. Uh, the last live sporting event I went to would have been Georgia-Tennessee last year. Uh, because, of course, Vanderbilt didn't uh, didn't come. I did not go to Mississippi State. Uh, and uh, I don't. I don't regret not going, but it was just like I decided not to go, um, which gets me to the next thing as we kind of lead up to what we're going to talk about today. I miss tailgating. Um, it's just it felt I was going to go to, to the Vanderbilt game because I'd promised my daughter Katie that she she and I would go. Um, but um, it, it is a um, I found not having tailgating made the entire experience different. Right, it was fun to be there. It was unique to be there in such weird circumstances. Um, I, I, I don't think seventy four thousand people are going to be at Memorial Stadium. My quick look at StubHub indicates that, <laughs> yes, uh, or Illinois t- ticket site for that matter. But that is independent of the pandemic, by the way. That is independent of the pandemic. <laughs> it is a full capacity, just to be clear. <laughs> they, they, there will be a mostly full stadium of people there. Um, are you going to wear orange or are you going to wear blue? I'm wearing blue. Nice. I do not own orange. Good and I, I left. I literally went to the Goodwill uh, on the northern part of Champaign my last day in Champaign as my daughter and I were leaving to drive back down here and took everything orange to, to there. So, um, But I do, have, I do have a blue shirt. I'm not wearing red. They're playing Nebraska, and um, I'm not – um, it is worthwhile. No, they'll probably have a pretty good crowd because yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska they, travel, be there. they travel great though. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska always travels great, even still. Somehow. Even still, yeah. So well, good. Well, that'll be a, uh, that's a great way for us all to get going. Uh, mm. uh, now I'm doubly excited that mm. we're all set. So this is the national. This, now, now, just for the sake, of, just because of that, the way we started, that will be our Illinois minute. <laughs> we won't do any more. Illinois oh, I got, I got seven minutes on Illinois. Okay, we right. get the Big Ten. <laughs> do you know what the spread is on that game? I believe it's. Five or six Nebraska. Is that what it is? Nebraska minus seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Touchdown. Okay. Over, over, under is 55. Seems kind of low for a first have game. Have you met, uh, hi, have you met Bert Lima? <laughs> That's uh-huh. true. Uh, Bert. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this is our national preview podcast. But before we do into that, go into that, let's, uh, let's talk some Georgia stuff. Uh, the big, what was the big news this week? Um, yeah, so. If you haven't been paying attention, I assume you have been. Coach Scott Cochran is taking a step back uh, to address some issues. Um, Coach Will Muschamp, whom um, it makes sense why you let, give him this opportunity. He is a former head coach. If you give him an on-field coaching role, just makes a lot of sense uh, when you look at the rest of the folks you have on your staff. Um, we, of course, hope Coach uh, Cochran, whatever the issues are he's facing, he uh, he takes care of his health. And I think it's... Uh, Extraordinary in 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 the industry that he is in that that you are in a situation where you're willing to be that upfront about addressing it, on um, because certainly 20 years ago whatever it was you'd white knuckled it through or or something yeah. right you can put yourself in a potentially worse situation right um, I, I think it's telling uh, so I think it was, we'll get into the the must champ aspect of it in a moment but I do think it's telling that. Uh, uh, you know, during the Olympics, I wrote about this about Simone Biles a lot, and about how the diff- of how uh, if this was a sea change in uh, the way we talked about mental health and uh, getting the help that you need, 
And uh, I would like to note that uh, the response to Simone Biles nationwide was almost universally, other than some bad faith jerks. Um, we hope she gets the help she needs. Uh, congrats for her. We're proud of her for doing this. And the response to the Cochran thing was, Muschamp! <laughs> Muschamp! Muschamp's going to be on the field, which I think is, tells you a little bit about the psychology of gymnastics fans versus college football fans. That's not to say that like people didn't care about Cochran. Sure. It's just a, you know, these things tend to be often very zero-sum. It's a, a the, I used to always talk about the difference between ba- the way baseball fans and NFL fans treat PEDs. A baseball uh, a baseball player gets busted for using PEDs, and it's like, what has happened to our sacred game? <laughs> what has happened to this sport that once once Mickey Mantle drank Ovaltine, and these were the the sport of kings? And the NFL player uh, tests positive for PEDs. They're like, okay, who's his backup? Mm-hmm. Who's his backup? How does this affect my fantasy team? And does this change the line? <laughs> and so I think that I think that uh, there is. When I was younger, that bothered me about football. I felt like there was something kind of soulless and cool about it. As I've gotten older, I've been able to almost, uh, I wouldn't say I I feel that way myself, but I find myself uh, almost appreciating the simplicity of it, if that makes a certain amount. Well, I mean, there's a certain transactional element to it, there's yeah. no doubt. I mean, the other, the other piece of Georgia um, news is Warren Erickson, who was slated to be the starting uh, center hurt his hand in practice somehow, uh, which means uh, when we play Clemson, we're going to have someone who probably is he out for a long time. I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything other than he is out for some time period. Mm. Um, so, uh, and certainly will likely be out for Clemson, even if he gets healed because he's not practicing. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I guess there's some world where you can play him at guard because you is a hand. Um, and you know you don't have put to put a club on it. Put a club on club. it. Yeah, it's not, you know, um, but uh, neither here nor there. Um, that means um, Van. I can't think of the guy's Van name. Van Prawn. Van Prawn Sedgwick or Sedgwick Van Prawn yeah, or yeah. Well, no, Cedric I, Cedric Van Pran or something. I hate I hate messing the kid's yeah. name up that sure, bad. You've but, done it before, <laughs> right? Um, it's not how I blew, blew a podcast name. Um, so, the, the yeah, it feels like he's going to have the opportunity to start, uh, especially those early games. And when you think about where Georgia's offense is, I mean, the one question mark you have is the offensive line. So that's not great news. Um, but I you know, certainly hope he's able to, to get better and get back. You know, practice started. I don't know if you heard that, but practice started. Um, I've seen him out there. Yep. Uh, uh, Marcus Rosemi, uh, Jack Saint is um, he's at full go after that horrific industry in, industry injury against Florida. Um, Blaylock is out running, but probably not going to play early. Um, so, and Kyrus Jackson's back, right? Uh, I think I saw that that he's out practicing for. So, uh, that's a little update on where we are. But guys, we have somewhere in the neighborhood of three point five more power conferences to talk about, and. Um, the the you know the who are the independent teams now BYU and the other one Notre Dame oh I've heard of them <laughs> so um, I think we should get right after it well then which uh, conference do you want to attack the first or the first I, none of us can talk tonight which conference do you want to address first should we should, should we do a conference or should we talk about the general playoff vibe I suppose yeah I think it's worth talking you about what, the big picture stuff you know what a great uh, uh, end with this for me would be uh, how about that uh, Adam Rittenberg piece that got everyone so fired up this week Adam Rittenberg did the tortured uh, a variation uh, on my old tortured fan was, base I, I disagree 
it was not a it was not a tortured fan base. Is that base. the one on ESPN? Yeah, it was a it was a it was. Did a, you see the graphic? Yeah, center cut was uh, Ugga. Or, yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's hairy dog. I, look, I am fine. I am fine if you want. What, to was, say, what was the framing? I thought of it as I know it wasn't specifically tortured fan base, but that's a piece I've always written yeah. every year. No, uh, and this it was it was yeah. what most underachieving was that yes, the idea? Yes, yeah. and they put Georgia in a tier by themselves, mm-hmm. right? You know, split zone zoo, split zone duo was also kind of tar- targeting that as well. Well, I mean, I like I love those guys. It's one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts. But you have noted noted Georgia hater Stephen uh, Godfrey, who's now officially co-host, which is great for him, and uh, Florida grad um, um, Richard. Richard Johnson, who is um, is always willing to to put Florida in front of Georgia when he talks about the world's uh, largest outdoor cocktail party. Um, look, I for one do not. I don't buy into the narrative of Georgia, blah, 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 national championship or bust. You know, it's been 10,444 days since 1980 and all this other stuff. Um, I I have, to, to my detriment online sometimes, argued that you have to take every season as they come. It's easy to sit here August whatever and write these big thought pieces about well, it's national championship or bust for Georgia because it's easy to look at where Georgia is. Um, but you, you know, it, you that does not take into account. Like, I mean, it's easy to say if LSU was not the greatest college offense in the history of college offenses in in 2018, Georgia probably makes the college football playoff, right? I mean, they they certainly would have been. Competitive in the SEC championship game, which is. I mean, that's the thing, right? There's always a whole bunch. Like, there's a like. You only have so many woulda, shoulda, couldas for a long time, where and people are going to startly start connecting dots, whether they should be connected or not. Well, no, I don't disagree with that. I'm just yeah. my my point is is that um, I think that was an overwrought. I think that was, a, and I generally like Adam's writing. Yeah. I think that was an overwrought. PC was assigned by ESPN. I think it's the framing. I think it's the framing. Sure, of it. I can. You're I can live with that. Underachieving, and that's such a big negative. But what the what the piece is really saying is, hey, a place like like I thought the first paragraph was totally fair, which was Georgia has so many has so many advantages. It was so many things set up, and all of these schools that are either equal to or lesser than Georgia have won national championships since 1980, and Georgia mm-hmm. hasn't. That's what the piece was really about. It was framed. This is. Uh, I, you have to forgive me. I will always come from the perspective of the writer who hates the headline that he put on his piece that someone that someone else put on their piece. But like the actual idea, like if you frame it as the way I used to do that, the tortured fan bases column, then I think there's I, I've written that before, and like nobody once said, oh yeah, obviously George is first. And basically, what they're saying, I, I would argue that generally what the piece is, people will not frame it that way because tortured fan bases is a little more subtle than underachieving and people can all get mad and throw things at each other. But I think what the piece is generally trying to say is, boy, isn't it unusual that Georgia has had been so good and had so many advantages and had so many times that they were so close and not won the national championship. I don't think there's a person listening to this podcast that wouldn't agree with that. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so, so I think when it's framed as underachieving, people understand it gets their dander up a little bit, and I get it. But uh, I do think that the idea of it was that's why they're in the tears from themselves. Not that they – because I agree – to a point that, like, 
I don't. If Georgia doesn't win the national championship this year, I'm not gonna be like, "What a wasted year! We're so terrible. This stinks." I mean, it depends. If we lose to a bad South Carolina team, and then would have, yeah, 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 I understand what you're saying. But I'm saying that, like, if they don't win the national championship this year, I don't think the year's a waste. And I think that it's seen that way from the outside a lot of times. That all Georgia cares about is national championships. However, if Georgia does not win a national championship in the next 10 years under Kirby Smart as a coach, it's going to be a huge problem. And that's a totally fair assessment, right? And you could say – you could make the statement that Mark Rick's time at Georgia, uh, there were a lot of wasted opportunities. Hell, I've said that, right? I mean, there's been wasted opportunities in Kirby Smart's time at Georgia. There have been wasted opportunities (laughs) when Kirby Smart's been coaching. But uh, another part of Adam's piece is is there were – well – yeah, I know they were one play away from winning. It did a lot of heavy, heavy lifting in that, yeah. and that's a and yeah. that's that's a that's a real that's a real you know except for that one time where yeah, yeah. yeah that's and, true. And where, that's fine. Where, like I mean, there's literally been twice in the last in the Kirby Smart era where I thought, wow, Georgia's about to beat Alabama in right. Atlanta, and, right. and I was not the only person in right. that room thinking that. Yeah. Right. So and, and that be, and three times in the ten year period from 2012. Yeah. Right. And again, if you remember my, the, the, I think the, my, probably my most, I would say of all the things I've written, including how lucky the things uh, that Georgia fans have probably responded to the most that I ever wrote yep. was the piece about when they lost to Alabama. And the two things about it were one, remember this feeling, but more important, remember the, because I, I, the framing of that piece was, I'm trying to. I'm going to talk to a Georgia fans as if they were just in a car accident because they were. Yeah, and they were. <laughs> and and it's going to be okay. Yeah, you're, you're, there's some broken bones, but you're going to walk again. But also, I think the key thing, and I want people to hang on to, is any Georgia fan that doesn't think that that doesn't admit. That when that Alabama kicker missed that field goal, God. we all thought, "Oh, it's ours." Mm-hmm. Well, I turned and looked at my dad. And said, "Fan in that stadium." I, look, that. I looked at my dad. I turned and looked at my dad. We're about to win a national championship. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, everybody thought it. Everybody thought it. And don't pretend uh, we can't pretend otherwise. Now, I, now you can maybe make the argument that there was still. I wasn't as certain after the sack. But certainly, I was feeling like, here it comes, here it comes, well, here it comes. I had uh, I had the camera, my oh, camera yeah, on remember, me, yeah. and I counted the seconds. It's like 14 seconds from me celebrating to me yeah. looking ashen in the face at my wife going, <laughs> Where's the exit? Right. No, I know. I know. So, but the idea that that, that is somehow, that that game or that moment is an underachievement yeah. is obviously wrong. Right. But the but the idea of the piece is, uh, like, I think of it less as, as a... What is Georgia doing wrong? And more as a man, what's happening to Georgia all the time? If you think of it that way, I think it's less offensive to people. Well, and I think it's important, and we'll we'll put a pin in one of the four teams I'm about to talk about, right? Uh, I think it's important to also recognize that we are probably going through a period of a period of of dominance by four teams, and I'm talking about Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. That is a little unprecedented. In college football, and you know, in 1972, if you were the fifth team, the fifth best team consistently, you probably were on any given year going into your bowl game with a shot of being ranked number one in the nation by one of the two polls, right? Um, so, you know, now Georgia and, and Georgia beat a lot. That's the other part about it. it's like, yeah, are you just going to act like Georgia didn't? 
beat Oklahoma, which you said yeah. is fine, Adam. Right, because that's, that's again, a, it also has not won a title. Has also not won a title since two thousand, right? Um, and that's again, that's fine. I, I understand that, but when you have probably the the most dominant college football program in in, in a, a tr- the truest dynasty of dynasties in Alabama in your conference, and a traditional rival in the closest D one program geographically to your pro to your to your school in Clemson. I'm both going to through a run of sustained success, and both are doing it differently. Let's pretend. Let's not pretend like. And, and I'm not one of those people like. Well, Clemson don't play anybody in the ACC. They still win their conference every year, and they still go to the playoffs every year, and they still go and do well in the playoffs. You, I, well, I say well. They more times than not, they they yeah. they progress. Um, and then you throw in Ohio State, who let's not forget that um, Jim Trussell, president of, of Youngtown State. Had a pretty decent recruiting scandal there in 2011, 12, and 13, right? We're not recruiting, but I mean, I mean, he had to leave in disgrace. Luke Kitzel was there. That's why Fickle was there. Fickle there, sorry. Um, And then Oklahoma with um, the transition from Stoops to. Riley. Riley. I was just for Scott Frost because they're both handsome, handsome young coaches. Also, let's not forget that, like, you know, like Mike Price was coach of Alabama and within the uh, within the Ricked. Smart circle, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but, I mean, so, you know, that I think that does frame where we talk about with Georgia. Now, talking about, at least let's, let's talk about three of those other four programs. Um, yeah, leaving yeah, Alabama. Let's out. leave Alabama out because we're going to talk about SEC next week. Um, I think of those three programs, um, it's easiest to say Clemson has the clearest path back, even though they play Georgia at the start of the season, right? Um, and, and I would argue in the macro sense you said earlier about the ACC – Right. Part of the problem there is that, like, like Miami and Florida State are supposed to be Miami and Florida State, right. and they have not been Miami Never and Florida have been. State. In the and it's time. North Carolina toting the water there. Yeah, and <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, like, it's a, North it's, Carolina's projected to finish first. In it's the, kind on of their a, side. like, like honestly, and, I, and when we get to Oklahoma, I think we can talk something similar. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that, like, also Texas is supposed to be Texas, and Miami's supposed to be Miami, and they haven't been. They haven't been, and because of that, Clemson has been able to fill that void in a way <laughs> that. Uh, not to say that Clemson hasn't done a great job. They ha- obviously have. Uh, I think there are arguments against Clemson's approach in an <laughs> NIL era, but we could, that's, that, I think there's something to that. Yeah. Uh, but a, like he's wary of transfers. He doesn't like he's he's still that walk on at heart. Uh, but you know, I think they've benefited from that in a way that Georgia's never been able to. Yeah, I think that's probably right. And when you look at o- Ohio State. And we'll talk a little more in depth about the Big Ten in a few minutes. But when you look at Ohio State, um, it's hard to argue what Luke Day is doing. He, he essentially is recruiting at the level of what's that? Um, Ryan Day. Ryan Day. What is that? Call him Luke Day. But Luke you know why? Go. You know why he looks like Luke? He looks like Matt Luke to me. There's got to be a Luke Day country music star somewhere. That You're sounds probably like right. Country. No, it's Luke Country Day. It's a school. Luke Country Day. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't get my kid in there. He paid yeah, all oh the, all God, the, that's the school. He put Br- the blocks and the, the square blocks yeah, in the round it's, ones. It's a school. no chance. It's absolutely a school in Buckhead. So, um, don't come at me, Buckhead bros. <laughs> um, so, Ryan Day, what he's done there, is pretty impressive. Now, I think they are gettable this year. Which I maybe gets us in, maybe it fades us into the Big Ten conversation because I feel like we've had the ACC conversation, yeah. right? It's Clemson and then North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, there's not even an Iowa State in the ACC this year. 
Like, I mean, North Carolina's a close thing. I'm Sam Howell. I would think North Carolina and Miami, maybe, Maybe. with Derek King. It's crazy. Miami. Derek, we're going to beat Alabama King. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, don't poke the bear, man. Come on. (laughs) The bear's asleep. Leave the bear alone. Man, though, if they win, woo. He's he's an instant instant Heisman front runner every. Oh no, this is cocaine in every pot. Um, so wait, does Alabama open Miami? Yes, yeah, in Atlanta. That's the, that's the that's the afternoon game on ABC. I assume it's ABC. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun with, with Georgia Clemson. Imagine game. just imagine the vibe in that Clemson Georgia game. Sorry, Georgia Clemson game. <laughs> if it's fourth quarter, something weird happens because Alabama only has like three returning starters on offense. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. We can we can yeah. put a pin in that, like Ooh. you said. Boy, yeah, there is something. There's unreasonable expectations. Um, There is something to now. That's a scenario I I can't get out of my brain now. So, talking briefly about the ACC, I know I said we're going to talk about the Big Ten, but so Sam Howell and um, is probably the top returning quarterback in the nation. You can make the argument Spencer Rattler at. Oklahoma is, maybe Matt Corral. But Spencer Rattler has even less to work with than Matt Corral offensively, right? right? Uh, North Carolina's defense is better than Ole Miss's, and they play a much easier division. Um, For Miami, it is weird. Miami is simultaneously in the position of potentially challenging North Carolina. Or, no, they're in the Clemson side, right? No, Miami North, and North Carolina are on the same okay. side. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like Atlantic Coastal. Coastal whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Right. They are in the position of potentially challenging for the division title and also uh, Cristobal being on a hot seat. I mean, Diaz being on a hot seat, which is crazy, right? Because they could start out losing. I had looked their, I didn't I looked at their schedule earlier, and that was dumb of me not to look at it again. But... Um, I mean, they got North Carolina October sixteenth, so you know they got to get through the September stretch before they, you know, so that that's a good spot in their schedule for them after starting with Alabama. Yeah, I, I mean, they. The problem is, is like if if quarterback play is not, if Derek King is just okay, well, he's and, coming off an injury, right? And their defense doesn't step it up. I mean, they're they are potentially facing like. Okay, Alabama. Then they go on the road to Appalachian, right? Appalachian. They they go to App State. Yeah, that's so weird. No, they have App State at home. Okay. They played. They, they went to App State they, a couple years yeah, ago. That's right. With, with Coach Rick, they went to App State. And then they have Michigan State, which is quite the contrast in styles. Mm. Then they have Central Connecticut and Virginia. So they could be four and one. They could. I mean, if they're five and zero, that's going to be ridiculous when they go into Chapel Hill. There's also a possibility if they're not, they don't have some of their defensive issues fixed, and Derek King is not all the way back. They're two and three. If they're two and three, and then you're going to lose North Carolina. Diaz is gone. Yeah. He's gone. But they also could be, you know, seven and one, eight and one when they go to Florida State. If they're even going to Florida State, they're 100% playing against Clemson. Um, it's, it's weird. It's so weird. I mean, North Carolina, their path is, is fine. Um, so they, they, they are in a they are in the, North Carolina is in the great position of both having a good quarterback. I, it pains me to admit this, but it looks like it looks like the old dog still got some new tricks, right? Um, he is not leaving early to catch flights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac, Brown, Mac. Mac Brown's coaching. He's coaching him up. Um, I just talent wise, I just don't see them catching Clemson. I just don't see anybody. Like again, like the 
Listen, either Florida State's going to get it together or they're not. But, like, this is the advantage. The Clemson might as well be – like, Clemson is so far ahead of anybody over there that, like, what's the one game they've lost in the two years? There was the game that, uh, that uh, Lawrence was hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Didn't they lose to Pitt? I thought it was Siri. Didn't they? no? They almost lost to Syracuse. I mean, whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. But I think they lost to last Notre Dame year. Last, last year. year with with DJ Uregale. Yeah. They, they definitely lost to Notre Dame last year. And they year. almost Go. lost that Syracuse game the year before when Lawrence was hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And but so, they definitely lost Notre because that, that was how Notre Dame got the playoff last and year. And so for me, like it's just Clemson is, and I know that there's. We saw it's not like he's coming out of nowhere. It, it, like he's Ugalele or whatever. Uh, uh, he's. <laughs> Ukulele. I'm saying. How do you say his name? Ukulele. I think there's an I. Ukulele. I think there's an I in there. Ukulele. I think it was Ukulele. Well, it doesn't matter. The point is, he's actually been good. (laughs) Like we've actually seen him. U I A G A L E L E I. I think it's Ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah, I think that's right. Is he Hawaiian? Sounds like Tua Tagovailoa. I finally got that right. I, by the way, I'm, I, the look I just gave, because podcasting is visual medium, is the same look that the sidekick announcer in Major League made when uh, Bob Uecker's like, <laughs> it's like is he, I don't know where he said it, but he's like, D- it doesn't say here. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that like Clemson, to me, it's if, if there's no, of those four teams, Clemson, to me, seems to be in the strongest position. Oh, yeah. Because we talked about that first game going into the season. Like, you know, Georgia can lose that game and still get themselves in position to make the playoff, which is totally true. But Clemson not only can lose that game, like, it's hard to imagine a scenario where Clemson isn't in the playoff no matter what happens in that Georgia-Clemson game. And I think that's the fundamental difference, going back to the Rittenberg piece, that's the fundamental difference between Clemson and Georgia. It's not that one program has got it all figured out and one program just can't get over the top. It's just that one program that has to face nobody other than Miami or North Carolina, another program has to has to go through a and they And in the regular season, Clemson doesn't even play Miami or North Carolina. Yeah. They're, they're playing their side of the Atlantic, and who's their crossover? Which is Georgia Tech Georgia like six Tech. times, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, they got UConn. They got Wake Forest. Like Clemson is the murderers row. Yeah. I would argue if there's there is no team in the nation that is more of a certainty to make the playoffs. Than Absolutely. Clemson, no matter what happens in the Georgia game. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, because they played. They open with Georgia. They get a week off versus South Carolina State, and then they got Georgia Tech <laughs> another week off, and then they go to NC State, who's predicted to be pretty good this year. But that's a pretty easy row after uh, Georgia. Even a scenario where like a Pac-12 team goes undefeated but Clemson loses to Georgia in a, like a tight game and wins the rest of its games, Clemson's going above that Pac-12 team. There's no way Clemson's not going over the Pac-12 team. I'm, I have to go back and look at schedules. I'm not quite willing to say that, but I, on, the principle, on the principle, I agree with that. Yeah. It's Clemson. So, yeah. I mean, look at... So, so if they get blown out by Georgia and then win the rest of the game, that's something that's sure. nice. 30 but, to nothing, I'd yeah. take that again. So let's look at the Big Ten briefly. Um, I am not... I'm not willing to say Ohio State is... I mean, I, I, I think they're probably... They should be the favorite, but I'm not willing to say they're a lock. Um, there's a couple reasons for that. The first is they are breaking a new quarterback. Um, the second is how they looked against um, how they looked against Alabama. Um, so I, I, last year was supposed to be the year for Ohio State, right? Last year was supposed to be the year for Ohio State. And um, uh, please insert your own uh, Ohio State got 
um, you know, Justin Fields joke here, but um, it's, it's not, it's really, I swear it's not sour grapes, right? It's really, they are, talent-wise, they're still, um, they're not head and shoulders above Penn State. They're not head and shoulders above, I, I am probably not head and shoulders above Wisconsin. Um, but you are, um, you, you still are dealing with a talent deficit there. They're still the recruiting superpower in the Big Ten. Um, the thing you have to, to worry about there is, okay, so first off, who's your starting quarterback? Because everything runs through the quarterback in that offense. Second off, who are the other talent players there? Um, because they, they lost they lost some they lost some skilled talent players. Um, I I will go on the record now and saying that Jim Harbaugh will not be the coach this time next year at Michigan. Um, it's clear whatever shine was on that apple is gone uh, unless they, they first off. He has to go nine and three, and one of the nine has to be beating Ohio State. I was going to say, I'm not sure nine and three unless he beats Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, nine three. That is the floor for him. Yeah. I mean, if he goes eight and four and beats Ohio State, maybe seven and five yeah. beats Ohio State. No they're, they're done with him. They're like, done they with him. They are done right? with him. You go nine and three. And I would beat, argue potentially unfairly done with him, but they're done with him. Sure. But, but seriously, you go nine and three. Beat Ohio State and keep them out of the Big Ten championship game. That's Maybe. probably enough yeah. to keep him yeah. from probably enough to keep from yeah. losing this job. I mean, with their schedule, they should go nine and three. Right, but they're still going to be Ohio State. Yeah. And right. um, so they should be in the top twenty-five. By the way, the USA Today top twenty-five came out. They're not in it. Michigan should be in it. We know who twenty-fifth is. They were tweeting all about it today. Is Ole Miss Rebels? Yeah. Ole Miss is going to be fun. By the way, y'all remember what Arkansas was like like five years ago? I mean, the guy that always takes his shirt off and start a fight. That's 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 Ole Miss this year. Hey, Burt was the coach. They are, right. <laughs> that is my hope for Illinois. Right. I'd be um, okay with that. Right. So I knew a couple guys like that back in Illinois. <laughs> so right. So I mean, the the hard part is who's going to beat Ohio State. I think I like Wisconsin this year. I like Mertz. Right. Like the, I'm coming on the east side. Oh, right. Yeah, is it Indiana? Is it Penn State? I think Penn State has a shot at it. I think Indiana has a shot at it. But Indiana is, is such a deficit talent-wise. It's just really hard to imagine. I mean, no one else is there. Michigan's not there. It's going to be a thing. People, Indiana fans are going to talk for the next 50 years about how, wow, if they'd have had that 12-team playoff in 2020, mm-hmm. we'd have been in there because that's the only time there was ever. The same way, or, they, the, same way the Illinois they, fans still say in 1984 they would have won the world, the national championship if they had won the Rose Bowl and they lost by 35 points. Like It's like the thing that you hang on to, and it's not real. Or if the, the Big Ten, who... We do things with integrity. You got to hold your pinky up. Had not, had not changed our rule. I've literally never seen anyone from Illinois hold their pinky. <laughs> I lived in New York for a while. I saw the New York alive. No, Illinois, no, Illinois is very uh, Illinois is very blue collar. Um, so, I mean, who? I mean, is there is there a world where Indiana or Penn State beats them? Of course, there is. Um, Maybe Penn State. Um, but either way, but you know, they it, go back to back. Indiana. I remember. Indiana. They have, I mean, Rutgers, Rutgers, and Maryland are are you want, the fourth and fifth team in there. Sixteen. Yeah. They open uh, at Minnesota, Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah, at Minnesota. At Minnesota. Row the boat. The boat. Uh, Oregon at home the next week. That game is that game's dicey. Absolutely. That game's dicey. Absolutely. But then you get Tulsa at home, who's not bad. But yes, they're going to kill them. Akron at home at Rutgers 
Maryland at home. Then you get an off week before Indiana. Yeah. And that game's in the Horseshoe, right? It's uh, No, it's at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. It's in Bloomington? Yes. Yeah. You know, I got to say, they are really excited about celebrating first downs at, uh, <laughs> at Illinois. I mean, Indiana. Doesn't uh, Indiana play Cincinnati this year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do they? Yeah. yeah. They Cincinnati has two games in, in them, Indiana. Uh, in the, uh, yeah, third game of the season. Yeah. Indiana and Notre Dame. Um, it's just, to me, like, I think Ohio State can be gotten this year. They're not last year's Ohio State. No. But I'm not sure anyone that in that side's getting them. I, I, I just don't think anyone, anyone's getting them. However, to me, remember that first game of the year when Wisconsin destroyed Illinois and Graham Mertz in his first start as a freshman? You're like, wow, this guy is amazing. This guy's fell from the sky. And then he got COVID. Yeah. He got COVID, and then the whole team, like they, they, it just all kind of fell apart on him. To me, Wisconsin, they're my big, they're my pick of the Big Ten this year. I, I think what I think Wisconsin win the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we talked about the West because I, um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But man, would it ever be Scott Frost Day if Nebraska beats Ohio State when they visit Lincoln? That would be Scott Frost's best day. It's going to be hard because they'll just lost Illinois. Right? So it's the week before. It's going to be before. rough. Five weeks before. Whatever. Um, I think I'm with you, Will. I, uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. Wisconsin actually benefits from the West being a touch better. Yeah. Right? I, I think Iowa is probably in a position to – we can have a lot of conversation about Kurt Prince. Um, but if Iowa's offense is just a touch better, they're, they're a much better football team. Yeah. I think you're right. I think Wisconsin's season last year was very much a um, aberration. Is probably the right word, you know, with Graham Mertz, with the COVID, and all the other stuff that went on. We I mean, don't forget Northwestern won the Big Ten line, won that side of the right, Big Ten last right. year, right? And they've got Holinsky, who I yeah. think is could be potentially exciting for them. And I think it. I think you are in a position if you're Wisconsin because of your schedule, things up nicely for you to win that side, and. Um, there's such a contrast in styles there that you probably can, if if things are working for you, and I think they might. Mm-hmm. Things if things are working for you. It, by the way, don't listen to this and write this down and think that next week if I pick Ohio State to win the Big Ten, <laughs> as we talk about uh, the college football playoff. Uh, but I, I think you're I think you're right. Wisconsin's the team. If they're going to catch them, it's Wisconsin that's the team. Okay, so we've got ACC and we've got Big Ten. Uh, it's Big can we, 12. Can we, can we talk real quick about Georgia Tech? Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Let's yes. talk about Georgia Tech. Correct. Correct. Okay. They've had six wins in two years. That's good. Is that good? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, but he's still. You know, he's still he's, 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 he's still got the, football in 2020. the 404 uh, Waffle House Cup going. Um, but it, it's a question. Are, do, do you I'm just feel, so glad we get to play him again. This do you feel like the transition is happening? Not to say that like the talent is up. But like, is the tra- is no? Like, they're not that, getting top rated talent because they changed offense. That's a huge like, like what he was doing to for what they've been recruiting for. For I a give long him credit time. for trying. Yeah, like, and someone had to do it. Like, someone had to modernize. I mean, a friend of mine is his defensive coordinator. So, okay. so they had, someone had to do it. Someone yeah. had to modernize. You're friends with Bill Lewis. Um, so <laughs> the question is whether Geoff is the dude that has to eat it first. Until the next person comes in, or can he be the one that actually turns it around? Here's the problem. Geoff might be missing the window. Here's what I think, and, and I can't take credit for this, but something I've been thinking, is that in order for Georgia Tech to say that all the flash, all the, all the you know, the road, the, not road the boat, uh, the 404, the Waffle House, ATL, all that stuff, in order for it to pay off, 
Geoff has to show that he is he can sway some guys that are considering teams like Georgia or other Georgia guys or, or even Georgia guys that would be considering places like Auburn or Tennessee or maybe Clemson, Florida, that it's worth staying and playing in downtown Atlanta, and he's not doing that. Right now his recruiting is a lot closer to Georgia State's than it is yeah. to Georgia's, which is a problem for him. Yeah. So is Geoff the one that is the sacrificial lamb, that's the the person that is the caretaker during the transition? It's harder to say. I think he has a lot of rope. I think he I think I think Georgia Tech is sold enough on him to give him because he's getting talked about. We're a Georgia podcast. We're talking about Jeff Collins, right? Mm-hmm. So um I We have I, a picture with him to prove we that. Do you have a picture with him? He is him. he is surprisingly not tall. I assume that he each he had each of his hands on your asses when they had picture. It was better. cold, so yeah. it could have been. And yeah. we just I mean mine notice. is yeah. warm. Not, I mean yeah, just out of warmth. I didn't mean yeah. to imply Mine's any, very warm. anything untoward. Yeah. It's like a peach. Um, um, hey, let me do this. Let me go through his his schedule, their schedule, because I'm going to – I've got a – What's our over-under? Well, I've got a thing on schedules later okay. uh, that I want to get into, and this is part of it, but this is just appropriate to go through now. I want, I want you to tell me how they don't – or how they how they even get four wins. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Um, because basically they have a they have a bye week right in the middle after their first six games. Okay. Their last six games, it's they're the not going to win. They're not gonna win. If they're not at four wins, they're not getting there. Right. So here we go. They start uh, with uh, NIU, Northern Illinois. Yeah, go win. Huskies. Go win. Huskies. That's an easy win. For, NI, is, NIU could be one of the worst D1 teams. It is also worth noting, however, that NIU has been in a New Year's Day bowl game since Georgia Tech has. It's been a long time since that's Orange Bowl trip. <laughs> uh, and then they've got... Uh, for both teams now, think about it. Interesting game, Kennesaw State. They're going to be loaded for bear. Brian Bohannon and his crew. Okay. I, I mean, I can't if he Kennesaw loses State, that game. dude. Yeah. If they, he loses that game. He loses yeah. all the Georgia Tech people, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for the Owls. They lost to the Citadel. I'm, lo- I'm rooting for the Owls, but... Uh, you lose that game in year three. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so you're saying 2-0. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 2-0. Okay. At Clemson. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1. North Carolina at two Mercedes two. Benz. Two and two. They two sold two. that to two get two. a bigger gate. Two and two. Two and two. That will be a huge uh, North that, Carolina. What's crowd the Georgia game. game that weekend? Uh, what on September twenty fifth? Twenty fifth. That's Vanderbilt at Nashville. Okay. Okay. And then, that sounds uh, like I have a fun game to go to. Actually. You do. Yeah. Uh, then uh, October second, they play Pitt at home. Mm. That feels like a that's, game you better win. That's pushy, but that feels I, like a game you better. Let's win. say three wins. But I, put it this way: If he loses, if he's not in a space in three in year three that he's winning at home against Pitt, right? You got a problem. So they're three or competitive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess you can be competitive there. Okay, so three and two, and then they go to Wallace Wade Stadium up in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah, they're they're gonna be Duke. Okay, so they're four and two. They have off week, and here it starts at Virginia. No, nope. they never went up there. Uh, Virginia, Virginia's not bad. Virginia's not going to be. Uh, they're top, not. They're going to be top of the division, but they're going to be fine. Just that. Oh, is that, a, is that a dog or a deer behind you? It's a deer. Okay. Hey, deer. <laughs> it's a deer. About 20 feet behind. Come, come on up and podcast, dude. Yeah. Uh, all Hold right. on. What do you think of Virginia, deer? <laughs> no uh, comment. He so just pooped. At Virginia, and then they've got uh, Virginia Tech at home. Dude, Virginia Tech's got their own problems, right? Is is that there's Fuente, a world? I thought that Fuente thing was going to work. There's a world where Fuente's gone by then. Maybe yeah. a fifth win. Toss up. Uh, is that, game, is that game at Lane Stadium? No, it's it? in Atlanta. Uh, maybe. 
if, if Fuente, Fuente loses that game, he's done. And then they go to Miami. Yeah, not good. I don't see that. I don't see them win that They've game. They've got Boston College at home. Boston, Boston College. Co- is, Boston College has an opportunity to be decent. They are picked third in the Atlantic Division by a lot of sports writers. If you say so, I don't know what division yeah. they're in. Uh, and then here's their last two games. They go to Notre Dame. Nope. And then they got Georgia. Nope. To finish. I'm excited. We got we, we, that's a that's a Bobby Dodd game this year. That's a post Thanksgiving game. Yeah. I would love it for it not to be noon. I'm ready for that to be like a little later, so we can all kind of like chill, and enjoy ourselves. I mean, you're rooting for Georgia State getting better. Yeah. I, I it feels like he needs to maybe win like six games or something. I mean, like he, in the, sometime in the next he week. he needs to he win. can get four. I think he's so. Let's four. let's take let's take Georgia and Clemson Notre Dame out. He needs to win. At least one of nine North Carolina. Six and five, yeah. He needs to win North, one of North Carolina, Miami, Virginia Tech, and so if he does that, he's probably five and seven. And that's five and seven is not nothing for what they're doing there. But then you better, for where they're recruiting, no. I but mean, you better you better go to you better quick lane bowl next year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he still has a lot of rope. So I think it's I think it's fair to. I think in, okay, last thing on George Texas spent too much time already, but like I think you can make an argument that this is the cream. This is the cream situation. Like you bring in a guy to like fix to like try to like he gets more rope mm-hmm. than maybe a guy would ordinarily. And um, so you're. I mean, do you think Crean's only going to get? Um, Kevin May's number of fingers uh, wins. Football takes more time. I'll give him that. <laughs> so does cutting your finger off. Oh, so that's so, a long time before we got to that. One. <clears throat> okay, so we're done with the ACC. I don't think you should rush excellence. <laughs> we're done with the Big Ten. Yeah, so let's talk Big about 12. the Big 12. I personally think the Big 12 is a two-team race. I think it's Oklahoma and Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Everybody is in love with I had heard that Texas was back. Um, yes, they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl three years ago. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I was there. I was there, actually. I was actually there. Um, I, so here's where I am about Oklahoma. If you look at Oklahoma and think of what they bring back, everybody is in love with Spencer Rattler. That's great. I think that's awesome. Mm. The problem is their defense. Yeah. Their defense. It was a little better at times last year. It was a little better. Sure. I mean, this is the whole college football thing, right? The idea, like, uh, uh, Seth Emerson, drink, had a great piece <laughs> about this in the athletic day about how, like, it's not the Georgia, like, the the day where you're win- the days where Georgia football, Georgia defense can just dominate everybody is over. Saban himself admits this, that, like, right. you're, that's not the way this works anymore. So Oklahoma's defense does not need to be Georgia-level good. It just needs to be... Iowa level yeah. good, <laughs> and if it's that or if, if it's that good, I think they are the national title uh, favorite. But the question is whether it's actually that good. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem Oklahoma faces is that um, the they their defense this year, which should be better, also faces a situation. Well, both sides of the ball face a situation where. There's a lot of teams where they're like, all right, I'm leaving this. Send you on a note. Um, I, I'm not willing to say – I'm, I'm going to hedge like I hedge with Wisconsin. I'm not willing to say Ohio, uh, Iowa State 
Um, I assume we're not doing we're not doing the final four at this point. No, no. Um, but I'm I'm willing to hedge and say Iowa State is going to give them a run for their money this year. I mean, everyone's like, well, that's. But is anyone else going to? Um, what's Oklahoma's non-conference game? Um, Oklahoma non-conference. Let's, let's take it. a quick look. Sorry, I interrupted. At Tulane, damn. Go Green Wave. Western Carolina, damn. Oh, Nebraska. I forgot they played Nebraska. That's awesome. Nebraska. <laughs> the, you know, remember, Nebraska tried to get out of that game. So, somebody in the conference got to beat Oklahoma. Um, no one outside of the conference being Oklahoma. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at their when they look at their schedule, though, I mean, you probably have to. Well, Iowa State beat them. It's hard to say. They played Texas. That game is you know, always crazy. And then, you know, they have TCU the week after Texas, and that's it. That's it. I think there's a big drop off. Although you can't throughout the record books with Bedlam. Um, I just think there's such a drop off from Texas, uh, TCU to Oklahoma State in that conference. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard to pick more than two losses for Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard to. I mean, I, I listen. If Iowa State isn't going to do it now, when are they going to do it? Like this is the old idea that. Like, well, Matt Campbell's going after this yeah, year. Yeah, like this is Iowa State shot. Right. This is their shot. And unfortunately for them, I, I think they have an unusual – Oklahoma, I think, has an unusually good team. And so that's the problem. But if Iowa State's ever going to get them, I'm wait, st- are, they st- at, are they at Iowa State or are they at Oklahoma? That game they're, is at – They're at home against at Iowa State. Home, yeah, Iowa so, State. So, so, I mean, Week like, before Bedlam. Yeah. And yeah, to be fair, so they could th- still get them in the championship in the championship game. Yeah, two years ago, I actually listened to that game on XM Radio um, – Bill uh, Bill Walker, who is a was a huge huge Georgia fan, passed away. Um, and so I drove to South Georgia for his uh, his funeral that day, and um, I remember watching listening to that game. That was also the same game Michigan played. Remember who they played? But Michigan lost too, and I I, I learned the glory of Dan Deardorff calling a football game on radio. Uh, St. Louis Cardinal football legend, right? Um, I am, like I said, we'll 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 pick our we'll pick our playoff teams and our our, our New Year Six Bowl teams in another week or two. But on, I'm not unwilling to say that Iowa State isn't close. Um, tell Can us, Oklahoma beat Iowa State twice. That's the, that's the question. And more importantly. If Iowa State beats Oklahoma the first time, can they beat them the second time? Yeah. And, and that's that's a harder question. And then and that maybe this leads to a Pac-12 conversation because that's really what this national preview is: is who we're trying to get into the national. Right. Who's, who's the fourteen? Who's the fourteen? Yeah. And, and and can enough of them fall out that there are two SEC teams, which is really <laughs> what the national preview is about, right? Can I, enough I'm teams fall that. out that? Like, listen, we've talked about this before. Let's say, like, again. We are going to have plenty of time to talk about this game. But let's think of it this way. If Georgia wins against Clemson but loses in the SEC championship game to an undefeated Alabama, say. Sure. How do we make sure that Georgia is in that playoff? Because let's say Georgia beats Clemson. But there's an undefeated Pac-12 team. You're saying maybe Ohio State's there. Maybe Ohio State's there. Maybe Oklahoma's there. Then Alabama's there. How does like you want to make sure that someone gotta, else isn't popping up? I think, sh- the, I think the rest of those teams have to be undefeated. 
So do you think if Georgia beats Clemson but loses in this— uh, So a 12-1 Georgia— Is over, obviously over Clemson in that regard because they beat Clemson. You've got to make sure that Ohio State beats Oregon. If they're if you're saying they're in because yeah. Oregon, you need them to have a loss or two. If Oregon beats Ohio State, that's a that's a fly in the ointment for that but conversation. If Georgia, I guess it depends on the game. But if right? that happens, then who knows where the Big Ten team is? Mm-hmm. And so, like the point is, is and I think this is even the let's say there's a team in the Pac-12. We talked a little bit before about like the ACC and how one of the problems with the ACC is Florida State and Miami are down. The problem with the Pac-12 is that USC is down. Like right. that's the problem. Like USC. I mean, USC is supposed not to, to get our not to get our preview, but they might not be this year. Yeah, I, I know. But, but the point is that USC is not. Like there was a stretch there where like USC was, like I mean they were the pinnacle. They were like they, oh, they a, were yeah. the team. I have a trivia question. Okay. I just ruined it. That's fine. Never mind. No, that's give fine. it now. We give it in context. Yeah. Okay. Why not? That's trivia time. Well, I can't because I gave you the answer. Trivia time. When was the last time the Pac-12 won a national championship? It was okay, so I gave, yeah. I gave Southern half, Cal, yeah. It was Southern, what year? 06. No. 04. 04. It's a long time. Who did they beat that year? Texas. Know. Did they vacate it? I think they had to vacate oh, it. Oh, yeah, but that's who cares. Like that's Well, I mean, technically. Yeah. We're not vacating. If, like, if we're doing... There was yeah, a little asterisk yeah, by yeah. it still. We're, yeah, that's not... That's, Reggie Bush is going to get his Heisman back and they're going to get the championship back. But I, I think that's the point, though, is that really when we're doing a national preview on the Georgia po- uh, football podcast, what we're really doing Absolutely. is a trying to figure out figure how, out how <laughs> Georgia, if they win the SEC but lose to Clemson or beat Clemson and lose in the SEC championship game, how they still get in. And you got to have the Pac-12 down. Yeah. Like you get like the You're past couple almost, of years. And is, is there any way? Here's a question. Is there any way they beat Clemson? Losing the SEC. Is there any way they lose to Clemson and win the SEC championship game and not make it in? No. I don't think there's no. any way. I don't think there's any way. There's obviously an SEC team. Now, if they lose to Clemson and Florida, sure. then that's a different conversation. Right. But, like, that that's the question is I just don't see a way if, if they only have one loss. I just don't see any way they're not in. I, I just don't see it because the team you're beating in that scenario is... Is there waiting for you? Like, hey, we get to play again. Yeah. is like, like, automatically, if you beat Clemson, you're in. So, like, you're above Clemson anyway. So, unless, unless a North Carolina or Miami gets hot and wins the ACC and then you lose, I just don't see a way. Unless it's, uh, like, 2007 all over again where there's, like... Thirty different number one teams. Yeah, which is which, which is. I mean, if there's a year to have it happen, I would have been last year, which it didn't. But uh, or it would be why not twenty one? Yeah, yeah. We should put that. We should put that on a t shirt. Why doing, not twenty one? Why not twenty one? I was doing Deadspin in two thousand seven. I just did not quite realize how crazy that was. The year of Baby Mangino. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Baby you, you would remember that because that was when Rutgers was number one in Boston that, College for or, four minutes. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas, and Missouri, and Missouri were, were number one. For yeah. Number one. Dude, that's how long. Oh God! Yeah, that's long <sighs> that was my that was my next to last year of this been. Yeah, but anyways, Good the point times. is, and so I don't know more what I'm going to do on on the Pac-12. But the question is, is I, it's going to be frustrating to be the Pac-12 because every other conference, oh, a Power Five conference, if you go undefeated, you're in. And I don't know if we know that about the Pac-12. <sighs> if Clemson loses to Georgia and wins out. I think they get in under over an undefeated Pac-12 team. I do. 
I I agree with that. Taking my bias hat off, I still agree with that. So talking about the Pac-12. Um, is Washington back? Washington's back, guys. They are. That's where I was going. They oh, play. They play. I swear, this we, year. guys. I know y'all. I know it sounds like we're slickly produced, and we always talk about these things. And that was a great transition, Scott, because I think Washington's back. I think Washington wins the. I think Washington wins the Pac-12. Um, I, I, wherever they play the Pac-12 championship game, I assume it's in Las Vegas. If it's it not, is. if it's not, is it's it not practice. Yeah. It, should it, it should be. It should be because it used to be at the. T- they had a the terrible God. San Francisco Santa Clara Stadium. By the way, Scott, Scott, you've That's seen that idea. stadium. That stadium is amazing. I had a room looking over the stadium. That stadium is amazing. It's beautiful. so beautiful. It's right, right across from Mandalay Bay. Because you can walk there. It's not like it's not like going to the. Uh, to the old UNLV stadium, it's right it's there like behind. Right it. it's, I mean, on, it's on the strip. It's on. It's behind well, the strip. You can't walk from mid strip, but you can walk south strip. Yeah, right. Like New York, New York South, you can walk easy, yeah. easy. Um, Even so, MGM. Yeah, MGM, you can walk. Oh yeah, Mandalay Bay, easy walk. But that game's there. But um, so I think, I think Washington wins as the the Pac twelve. I think it's Washington Southern Cal. Um, I just don't think Oregon is is quite is quite there. Um, I, you know they they're they got Ohio State. Um, they also have Washington on the road, which is always a yeah, dicey. They're playing at Husky State. Yeah, um, but that um, that defense for Washington is going to be really tough. the The real question I would have for Washington is: Will they go into Will they go into playoff selection time undefeated, yeah. which gives them a shot, or will they go in with one loss? If they go in with one loss, there's just I just don't see there's a chance because right. you're competing against probably a one loss Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, not probably. You're uh, you're competing against one loss Oklahoma or Iowa State, right, right, a right. one loss Ohio State or Wisconsin, a one loss Georgia or or Alabama, and an undefeated Georgia or Alabama. And a one loss Georgia or Clemson, and a one loss or an undefeated Georgia and Clemson. There's just too many teams there. Also, let's not forget the two wild cards in this, which is oh yeah, Notre Dame is still Never hanging around. Them. Never heard of them. And also, people are vibing for Cincinnati right now. People are vibing. Right, right. Look, Cincinnati look, goes thirteen zero. Look at Cincinnati's schedule. Do we have Cincinnati's schedule? Mm-hmm. What's what conference it? they play in? Uh, ACC. The, ACC. the, the ACC. They play in the American. The ACC. So Cincinnati opens with Miami. And they got Murray State, and then they go to Indiana, mm-hmm. and they got and another. They one. go to Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. So if Cincinnati beats Notre Dame and beats Indiana and Indiana. They've yeah. got a case. Yeah, they've absolutely got a case, which is worth keeping in mind. Yeah, I mean, what what week is the Cincinnati? Dude, what was their schedule great. last year? Uh, October second. Do you do you know what their schedule last year was? It wasn't that good. I and don't think they had two. Power five slash independent schools. Yeah. Also, let's not forget. The Plus, Indiana's up. They're benefiting from the fact that they're you know, or at least people think they're up after after what they did last year. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see them. I do not see Cincinnati going unless there are at least two two loss power five champions. I, I think you have to have at least maybe one, maybe one, and you have to be twelve and zero. I mean, there there are there are like the fact that they're paying Notre Dame is their ace in the hole, right? The idea that like basically if you're going to look for someone outside the Power Five, that's like the play in for even being that discussion. I would also argue that Cincinnati has a couple of advantages. One, 
like I know Georgia won that game, but like Cincinnati won people over uh, with that, and uh, they they won people over that game. And let's not forget the big takeaway for the national media of that game was not Georgia winning that game; it was Ritter watching uh-huh. from the sidelines, being really angry. It's like and like there's there's that great shot of him as of course celebrated, and Ritter's watching. People notice that stuff, and this is not we talk about like oh the committee won't care about that; they will totally. Of course they will. And so like I think that. I, I, Look, I think Cincinnati is an underappreciated possibility. Look, I've long said that anybody that devalues Georgia's win over Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl, yeah. it just hadn't been paying attention. Yeah. That was a very, very good football team. And I'm not saying they don't deserve to be there if they go 12-0. and I'm just saying they won't. They won't. If if they're, if they're twelve and zero and they beat Notre Dame and Indiana is good and there's no undefeated Pac twelve team, but you you still have to. Are you going to put them in over? Are you going to put them in over a twelve and one Georgia who won the SEC? No. Are you going to put them over a twelve and one Clemson that won the ACC? No. Are you going to put them over a 12-1 Alabama that lost the ACC? No. SEC? And you're not going to put them over an, uh, Are you going to put them over a... That sounds like fun. Ohio State and Cincinnati are you going to, for the fourth spot. Are you going to put them in? Are you going to put them in over a 12-0 Wisconsin that won the Big 12? No. Big 10. Are you going to put them over uh, a 12-1 Iowa State that won the Big 12? Yes. Are you going to put them in over a 13-0 and Washington that wins the Pac-12? No. I just, I mean. I, there are, I'm just saying, if you're Cincinnati, the fact that they have Notre Dame. Are they going to get the Central Florida kind of feeling to them? It's going to be, be different, though, because they will have beaten Notre listen, Dame. Like, listen, that's going to be a big deal if I Cincinnati don't, beats Notre Dame. Is, I don't care. I'm going with Georgia in the playoff, right? Let's be clear about that. But if Cincinnati makes the playoff, oh, sure. I can't. Wait. I'm, I'm right there with you. As long as let's go to, in, let's yeah. go to Orlando and buy some billboards. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's just do it. So, but I mean, let, so let's talk about Notre Dame for a second. Children, they open at Florida State, and mm. they on paper should be Florida State, but that's an open season. That's an open season game. Then Toledo, then Purdue, then they play Wisconsin at Soldier Field. That's uh, uh. and then they have Cincinnati. Where is that game? Notre I wish, Dame. I wish I could read that. It's in Notre Dame. Uh, then Notre Dame goes to at Virginia Tech, Southern Cal, North Carolina, and then they have Navy. Then they go to Virginia. Then they have Virginia Tech and Stanford. Georgia Tech. That 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 run of Wisconsin, Cincinnati at Virginia Tech. I mean, they get through that. They they deserve it. Not I mean, as long as, they, as long as you win the rest of the games, but right. I mean, if they go, look, you can lose one of those games, probably as long as it's not Cincinnati, and because you, if Cincinnati so beats them, Cincinnati. no, but if they beat Cincinnati, they beat if Cincinnati beats them. Cincinnati should be in the playoff above them. If, oh, right? I think so. I mean, Cincinnati might be the, Cincinnati they might be the fifth ranked team, but if you put Notre Dame in at eleven and one over a twelve and zero Cincinnati, <laughs> beat them you on are the road. thirteen and zero because they won their <laughs> right. conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you, no way. There's no you've way. lost your damn. Mind. I'm just saying. You know, Notre Cincinnati's Dame. Keep. I just if there's a year. Where a non-Power 5 team gets in, it's a Cincinnati that be- wins at Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame shouldn't be in the playoff because they play on the Peacock Network, but the streaming the streaming service Peacock. No, they're on they're on NBC. They're proper, playing right? Toledo on Peacock. That's what it says here. Yeah, but, is it the but Georgia plays on the SEC plus USA three. I I I tried or I was able to download Peacock last weekend because I watched a movie. We watched. I made the family watch Field of, Field of Dreams. You didn't make the game. The you had gave them the gift of it. I, I agree. They after the movie ended, they agreed it was a gift. But I had to forcibly almost like say, "This is what we're watching. We're not watching YouTube." <laughs> by the way, by the way, Field going to Iowa for that game is on my bucket list. Oh yeah, Brian, that's like that's like this week. It's like it's, next. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Saturday. Yeah. is it tomorrow? Well, it's Saturday. Yeah, yeah, or whatever it is. It's Yankees. Yeah, it'll be Yankees. White Sox. But I'm not going. Yeah. By the way, by the way. The part that kind of makes you look around and say, I'm not crying or I'm not tearing up, is not the part where he plays catch with his dad. No. It's when Archie, the doctor, Comes gives out. up his chance to keep playing. That's the moment. Armor standing up right now. I have to say, that's the moment. I totally that's agree. That's the moment. Like, I totally agree. Off, Archie, uh, Moonlight Grand. I am notoriously a Field of Dreams skeptic. Yeah. I am. Yeah. But not that moment. Yeah, that moment is so yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. All right, so... Um, all right, so, so, uh, playoffs, so are there are there any <laughs> nice are there any other group of five teams will they make the playoff or not? Should we talk about App State, Georgia State? Hey, if something some weird Southern, happens, sure. Eastern Carolina. I would I would love for you know the last three weeks of the season us to be saying, hey, look at App State, not look Eastern Carolina guys. Um, I don't think it's UCF. I think you. I, I think the Gus Bus. Oh, yeah, that's There's right. a world out there where Gus Malzahn is, and it's not my world, but there's a world out there where Gus Malzahn is wrecking shop. Um, I assume you have some trivia, but we haven't talked about this, but there are some interesting football games to be played this season. Um, and and I think it's it's probably at least worth exploring. And, and, and one of the, the most interesting one to me is an SEC game. That's Ole Miss versus Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um but are there any so Scott? Are there any games out there? I think we did that already. Not not this week. We didn't do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> we have done it because we talked about the weirdness of yeah. that Boston College Michigan State. It was, it was it was one of those. No Mississippi State. Yeah, I don't know. Boston I, I, College has a weird one this year too. Yeah, I was talking about teams that are going places they shouldn't. Yeah. Oh no, West Virginia is hosting like Long Island. Yeah. I think. Yeah, That's a team right. to LA play. Brooklyn, hey, right? everybody needs a win. Everybody needs a win. Um, but no, I do. I do have a, a few schedule quirks, so maybe that's a good time for that. Um, Hawaii, we haven't mentioned Hawaii. They play thirteen regular season games. They always play thirteen. Yeah. So by the way, they are playing at literally the Emerald Fields this year because Aloha Stadium is closed. That's right. But I saw I saw a drone shot of it. it looks pretty nice. I mean, there's. 1,700 seats or something. Yeah. They got an exemption to play there until they build a new stadium. Right. Um, but they play 13 regular season games. The one that stood out to me was November 27th at Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been to you War imagine. Memorial Stadium. I know. I, know. I remember. I know, but those guys from the islands coming over to possibly seven degrees <laughs> in snow. So I I will say uh, my, my, niece is, uh, my niece married a guy that played baseball at Hawaii. He's from San Diego, and uh, he said the coldest he's ever been in his life is they went to play a game at Wyoming, uh, in like relatively April or something. Yeah, relatively late the season. It was like thirty four degrees all three. First pitch thirty four degrees all three games. It's just like stupid how cold it was. 
UCLA also plays week zero versus Hawaii. And but that then, game's on the island. Is that game in no, Rose Bowl? I should have looked. I'm sure. By the way, by the way, by the way, week one UCLA plays LSU. No, week two they play. Oh, they play LSU. LSU. Yeah, they're playing week zero. Guys. UCLA Hawaii is Guys. the game after. Guys, Pasadena ain't ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Syracuse again. Syracuse. They're still cleaning up. up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see USC. Oh, UCLA, not USC. Did I say UCLA? It doesn't matter. I said the Rose Bowl. We're good. Okay, they're playing in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Oh, they are. Hawaii's playing. Hawaii's playing in the Rose Bowl August 28th versus UCLA, and then UCLA hosts LSU the week after. Can we go from Champaign to Los Angeles for the game? (laughs) uh, We should try. Uh, All right, so Kansas opens with back to back Friday games because does it even matter anymore? Um,. (laughs) And then, yeah, it's on uh, on September 3rd versus South Dakota, who will probably beat them. And then the week after, they go to Conway, South Carolina. They play Coastal? <laughs> they play at Coastal. What are you doing, Kansas? <laughs> the week after. The Lance Leipold era starts out Listen, over two. that's just Coastal trying to build up that resume. You know, Coastal, coastal the- could be that fly in the ointment team. Yeah. yeah, but they ain't getting this. No, not I playing get. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like if Cincinnati, if we're having a discussion whether Cincinnati gets in, if they go 13-0 with a road win at Notre Dame, I kind of don't like Coastal Carolina's odds of sneaking in. True, true. Um, so we've got... Uh, the Egg Bowl is back on Thanksgiving night this year. Yeah, Yay. And then I went and looked. Remember how for a while there, you know, the run-of-the-mill SEC teams were playing weird Thursday or Friday night games. They, they experimented with that. So I went through the SEC schedule to see who's playing not on Saturday. And surprising, it's really not that many. It's just, it's just your run-of-the-mill low-tier yeah. Tennessee Opening the season <laughs> on Thursday. Please tell me they have nine games. <laughs> opening the season on Thursday versus Bowling Green on September second, and then uh, and really that's it because then it's also opening weekend. Ole Miss plays Louisville on Labor Day night, and then the only other non-Saturday games in the regular season is the Egg Bowl on the twenty-fifth, okay. and then that traditional Friday Arkansas-Missouri matchup. Uh, day after Thanksgiving, so that's it. So all SEC games basically this year only going to be on Saturday. There's no weird Mississippi State at UMass. Do you, do you like that? Or are you okay with that? I do. I do like that. I, I would. I you mean, want, conference. Yeah. I wouldn't want Georgia to do it. No, no, no. no. But I would want other teams in the SEC. Yeah, to Auburn's do it. done it for a while. <laughs> you know, even Georgia Tech doesn't have a Thursday night game this yeah. year. Yeah. It's so for a long time, I traveled to LA the week of the first week and. I really got a um, there was a I, there there was a great timing there where I would get to watch South Carolina play on TV while I was in LA um, at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> it's amazing, oh, yeah. right? In in LA time. Um, so, but I like I, I kind of like the the Thanksgiving games. I'm gonna be on a cruise that week. Uh, which means I get to watch, I get to use my drink package and sit at the bar and watch, you know, Thursday night, uh, Thanksgiving night game, and then a Friday night game, and then I think we get back Saturday. If we get back Sunday, I get to watch all the Saturday uh, Sunday games. Uh, Saturday so you won't games. be at Georgia, Georgia. I will not be at Georgia, Georgia Tech. Um, 
that that decision was made outside my purview. Yeah. I will be in Spain for the Georgia Missouri game this year. Really? So, yeah, so um, I think we'll still play. Spain the country. <laughs> Spain, comma Nebraska. <laughs> Thought I'd ask. Thought I'd ask. So uh, moving on the schedules, Texas A and M. They only play three true road games this year. They're at Missouri, at Ole Miss, and at LSU. They have two neutral site games: one in Denver versus Colorado. Yeah. And one in Arlington versus Arkansas. So look where for, are they playing? Denver is it, is it at the Broncos? Mile High? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of our SEC uh, preview. But what are you doing? In Texas by the way, a? that's foreshadowing. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I, I have to skip over the Georgia Tech part because we already discussed that. But I did make a note. It says brutal last six games of their schedule. Brutal last twelve games. Did you know that? Um, uh, Central Florida plays their I, I, I wasn't looking for this But just popped up And it just kind of stood out They're, The stadium they play in Is called Bounce House Stadium Yes I knew that <laughs> It's because I was wondering Is that a, a, a company or something But no It used to be Bright House But they were unable To dis, to secure naming rights In 2020 So they just They call they it just the Bounce House it? So they call it Bounce House Stadium Wow because basically they're saying that Camp the Randall's mad. The stadium's falling down, yeah. and actually that stadium was built without um, water fountains. They had to put them in. Wow. like a that few that place years ago. seems great. Yeah, that's where they <laughs> right? host the Citrus Bowl, isn't it? Um, how about Yale? What about Yale? Yale Ivy League. They play. I have been to the Yale Bowl, by the way. It is really. Beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. They well, play uh, UConn, which is an FBS school. They don't I, usually play FBS opponents besides maybe a military academy. This is the first time they're playing UConn in 22 years. Interestingly enough, Yale leads the all-time series versus UConn 32-17. to 17. No surprises there. And then the other uh, Ivy League school playing uh, FBS school is Bucknell goes to Army. Wait, I don't think Bucknell's Ivy. I Buck- think they are. Bucknell's not Ivy. They're not? It's Patriot. Close You're enough. Cornell. Okay. You are thinking Cornell. Cornell. But, yeah. well, where, where Andy Bernard is. Bucknell right. plays that army. Yeah, just that, so you that know. That is definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are 15 schools that do not play an FCS school this year. You know, Georgia's playing Charleston Southern, so they're not one of them. You want to try to name? Nah, that's kind of dumb. I'm what, just not play an FCS school? They're, they're only playing USC. FCS. USC. Illinois. Is, Illinois is not playing an FCS school. Okay, All we right. are going to do We are going to rattle this All up. Right, USC on, is correct. On. Illinois I, is correct. Let's see. This is probably not a great it's, it's game. It's impossible. But like, yeah. Yeah. Give us Because it's going to be like an Give us okay, so uh, let's see. Another Big Ten, another Pac-12. Yeah, this is a dumb game. Yeah. All right, that's I right, just right, so Wisconsin, I just, I just, Wisconsin. Yeah. They're not playing FCS. UCLA, Texas, Stanford, Purdue, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Navy. That's interesting. Uh, Minnesota, Michigan, Iowa, Big 12, Big 12 makes us look bad down Boise here, State. Boise State's not? Mm-mm. And Georgia State. Really? Nope. Is Georgia, Why is is Georgia, Georgia State, State? Georgia, sorry. Georgia, oh, Georgia State is FBS. And then the final schedule, Quirk, this has to do with the NFL. The Cleveland Browns. Guardians. Play the Ravens. <laughs> no, that's for <baseball. laughs> Will. The Cleveland Browns play the Ravens Week 12. They have a bye week, week 13, and then they play the Ravens again, week 14. Oh, that's brutal. This is the first time this has happened where a team plays back-to-back oh, games wow. versus the same team since 1991. Probably and, not counting playoffs. The, sure it's happened in the playoffs. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Regular season. Also, the place the prior team moved from, 
Good point. Nice touch. The Ravens do have a game in between the time they play them, so it's just the Browns that have to face off the Ravens. Wow. Two times within two weeks. Art Modell's turnover is great. Brief something. Georgia NFL thing before we go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, um, uh, my my son for his for Christmas got from Santa uh, Georgia uh, Cleveland Brown tickets because he he's a diehard Browns fan because of Nick Chubb. Which game? We are seeing them play Justin Fields in the <gasps> Chicago Bears. Oh. Oh. It's an off week for uh, for Georgia. Up, in, up, up at, at uh, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. It's not an off week, but they're on the road. Whatever. Uh, and also, let's not... Uh, Barry, your, your here. kid Santa is the best Santa. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. good. I, you know, I don't like to throw around the word hero, but Santa's a hero. Hero. Um, of the three, uh, of I guess there are four Georgia quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, there are two that will that are currently starters, and two that are not currently starters. Mm-hmm. Former Georgia, anyone that ever played for Georgia at quarterback. At right, quarterback, yeah. There are four. Two of them are starters and two of them are not. Okay. Stafford. Stafford is obviously a starter. Fields is may start. Probably, probably start. not. Yeah. Fromm. Fromm is third string. And remember, they brought in Mitchell Trubisky. So he's yeah. actually definitely going to be third string. Yeah. Okay. And the way the NFL rules work, I think it's, it's a stretch if he's a practice player this year. Yeah, there's hope. I think that like he's helped. I think they like... Listen, I think Jake Fromm is the perfect third string quarterback as long as his... Teammates like him, right? Uh, but uh, he's a perfect third Otherwise, but let's not bury the lead. Jacob Eason is going to be right. a Week One starting St- quarterback starter. for the Indianapolis Colts for the Colts. That yeah. is remarkable. I mean, the Col- by the way, the Colts are becoming uh, UGA North <laughs> with, uh, with with Rodrigo. Rodrigo. And the Rams are UGA West because yeah, they've got right. Leonard yeah. Floyd. Uh, oh, that's right, Floyd went there. I forgot. Uh, J.R. Reed. Is Reed there? Reed's there. Nice. They did a takeover on their Instagram uh, I page. I saw that. I um, Matthew that. Stafford. Thomas Brown is a coach, former running back. Wow. And there's someone else there, but they got it's five Georgia the players. Really Girls on the fires. I don't think he is. I think he's, he's a free agent. Yeah, he signed a one-year deal, and they did not resign know. him. I feel. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I sad. Don't know. it's sad. It's sad. But we, we have Kyle that. Pitts. It's sad that we don't know that. But we don't have Julio. So we're we're, we're going to have we're having fantasy football this year. We'll have fantasy football. This year. Yeah, I should mention we are definitely going to do pick them each week oh, yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I got to get that set up. We're still several weeks away. Oh, we don't. Have, we're not going to do week zero, sadly. Yeah, and we're I not. Say, we're not doing. I say hundred points for who gets the Illinois Nebraska game right? just so I can be a hundred points in the hole. Yeah, we're not doing. <laughs> we're not doing week zero. We will start yeah. Labor Day weekend. All right, two trivia questions for y'all. You up for it? Yes. We're almost done. We're good well, on time. Before we do trivia, sure. by the way, I'd like to make a I, – I just want to make this as clear as possible. Okay. I was just kidding. I like all the other Georgia podcasts. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> like, I was obviously just kidding. Right. Jesus. Like, uh, By the way, Will's reading for a prepared script. It was weird. <laughs> Sorry. So, yes. yes. Uh, uh, well, mistakes were made. And uh, I apologize for any. No, for crying out loud. Obviously, we're all on the same team here. It's an. I was obviously just kidding. For crying out loud. <laughs> Sheesh. By the so, way. If y'all have not listened to Chapel Bell Curves, we we just did a podcast podcast that they released last week. It's hilarious. They're great. It's on, I did a podcast, and, and it's it's it gets a little weird, but it's funny. They're it great. Gets, They're it goes great. Back, it goes between hilarious and then like weird, and then super hilarious, and then you're like, all right, Nathan, 
Easy, <laughs> we're, easy. Yeah, exactly. But it's uh, it's don't definitely lean in. Don't lean in. Like, yeah. Okay. Like I, I, I it was. I weird, was laughing the whole time. I, 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 I would not ordinarily say that, but like it's just like we lo- like we're all part of it. Like no one's actually competing. We're all the this. We're all on the same team. There's plenty here. of money to go around. We're all <laughs> see. We're all, we are, I, there is so much money to so go many around dollars that uh, well you're a big man for saying that and we all appreciate it yeah <laughs> i'm just saying that like i'm i you know uh for those who were offended um i apologize Mistakes for right. your offense <laughs> <laughs> And the point is, I love all the other podcasts. I was obviously just kidding. So, Jesus. We're drinking out of the bottle now, guys. It's weird. Uh, it's weird. Like, That's I got, my birthday bourbon. Like, I navigated the barstool world, and I'm apologizing to Georgia Podcast. <laughs> but uh, we all, re- by the way, don't think we didn't notice, and we respect. Yeah. I got nothing but love. I got yeah. nothing but love. All right. We got seven more trivias. No, just and, and just to prove it, here is our NIL signing <laughs> for the backup punter for uh, come over and hey, say, by the way, Nice like sign with the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's amazing. Uh, all right. So two, just two trivia questions. Uh, a tie. Remember the ties when we had, we had back ties in the day. Yes. Back in the day, uh, it was removed from college football in 1995. Okay. I think Georgia had a tie in '94. They tied Auburn. Remember okay. that was a famous tie. Yeah. Pat Dye is in tie. Pat tie dye. Yeah. Uh, what was the last national champion with a tie in its record? I'm gonna go. I I'm gonna go with Colorado. Close. Very or close. Georgia Tech. Ding, I was ding. gonna say Tech. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Georgia Tech in 1990. It was the same year. That was the year. It was the same yeah. year. 1990. Because that was the year that Illinois beat Colorado. Mm-hmm. And do you know who Georgia Tech's tie was? Virginia, Virginia Tech. Yeah. I was at that Virginia. game. No, they they tied Virginia Tech six to six. Yeah. I have uh, the Coke bottles. All of them uh, can kiss my ass. Yeah, I have the Coke bottles because uh, my cousin was a Tech fan, took me, took it, took me to it uh, when I was 13, and uh, I've got the National Championship Coke bottle that uh, I am going to give to my brother-in-law who kicked at Georgia Tech. So, I was in the law school. His name's not Scott Sisson either. So, um, so yeah, it was Georgia Tech last time ended with a tie. Or that they had a tie on the record. All right, uh, last question. The NCAA has created and maintained a list of "Quote unquote major selections of national championships." I know that's kind of wordy. So even oh, though that, what's that? What's that? What does that mean? Even though Georgia doesn't claim all of these national championships, oh. how many are recognized by the NCAA? You know how there's the thing yeah, like sure. Alabama. Claims. Oh, Illinois has as many as Georgia. So, in, in, in this, so Georgia has six. Yeah. I might say six listed yeah. by the NCAA. Yeah. Of course, we know 1942. In 1980, are the only ones that Georgia claims, right. but there's four others. Right. 46? 46. They went 11 and 0, and they won three polls or something that the NCAA. There was uh, one in the 50s, like 52. There's. No. There was uh, one that was kind of weird, 1968. 68, that's right. They were Georgia eight. Georgia was an 8, 0, oh, and 1. They were 8, 1, and 2. Okay, 1 and 2. They got recognized by one of the polls as the national champion. And then there was one in 1920. They were 8, 0, oh, and 1. Okay. And in 1927, they were 9 and 1. They were recognized by 1, 2, 3, 4 polls. Right. But the AP poll didn't start till the till 1950. Right. And so that's kind of the one that is in bold and highlighted. Yeah. Uh, for, but Alabama's, Georgia's listed at 6. Alabama's listed at like 28. 104. And, but here's the thing. I think like Yale has like 31. Illinois yeah. has 6. Yeah. 
Like Illinois yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if you uh, if you are able to count. Illinois six titles, mm-hmm. but only use Georgia's two titles that they claim. Illinois owns your ass, mm-hmm. even though they've never played. Even though, yeah, and Illinois so after Illinois Oklahoma took, still the big, the, the biggest team. To Illinois took our fourth string fullback, which tells you a lot. And he's now like our backup safety and linebacker, best, second best safety, uh, free safety, um, Stone's own baby. So. We obviously didn't make any hard picks. We will do that in a couple of weeks. Is right. that it? Are we done? Is that all your stuff? I was going to ask Tony what his picks on uh, the high school football season was for Oconee. Do you think they will repeat as state runners-up? <laughs> so if you don't know, Oconee County High School has finished uh, state runner-up two years in a row. I've had to have a, do a lot of explaining to my kids. but They're like, Dad, why does this keep happening to us? Like, you know, it's like, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> Uh, so two years ago, Oconee lost to Blessed Trinity, which had won three in a row at that point. Mm-hmm. Last year, Oconee County lost to Pierce County High School, which is the high school I went to, uh, and they lost in this. Uh, they beat in, in the play, in a uh, tie uh, tiebreaker overtime. Scott's High School, Greater mm-hmm. Orlando the Christian, in the state semis. Um, my personal opinion is they are they're at least semifinal good. Um, they could lose as early as the second round. They could play in the state championship. Yeah. It depends how they come together. When yeah. do they start? When does it start? Uh, uh, there's they, a there's a scrimmage Thursday night. First game is next week. At wow. North Oconee. At the North. Hog Mountain Bowl. And, Hog Mountain Bowl. And i got to give a shout-out to my son, Jack, who's a 10th <clears> grader. <throat> he is on the filming crew. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Taking after his dad. Makes dad proud. Uh, and Wait, who's his dad? That's me. Oh, uh, sorry. And shout out Some to guy. Shout out to Coach Kreibel, who's uh, heading that up. He's Eric, a special yeah. teams coach. He's a great guy. So, yeah. uh, and make sure he gets good video of the band where mm-hmm. uh, my daughter Maggie is a section leader and my son Charlie is standing first position on the 50, which I assume band director Mark Provost is doing because he wants to keep an eye on Charlie. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I mean, Charlie's really good at marching, not so much at playing the trombone. And my kids are in school. They don't eat paste. They are in school, and that is all that matters. Right? So, yeah, I mean, we haven't even mentioned this. Uh, UGA starts school next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I, uh, my, uh, I, since the pandemic has, uh, last year, the first year of the pandemic, I would run, I would not run down Millage. I kind of went to the uh, to the, yeah, to the somewhere uh, less COVIDy. Yes, <laughs> but uh, now I'm back running down Millage, and I have noticed this week that the students are back. They're they back. are back, guys. Lots of loud, lots of clapping, yeah. lots of. Uh, it is sorority rush. Yeah. Fraternity rush is later in the week. It, I mean, they're all like eleven. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. It's so like, crazy. Like I'm like when I was in college, I was 34, but they are all like 11. It's yeah, very well, disorienting. You can't buy clothes cigarettes. That's why. That's why Daisy Confused has the best line. Ever with Matthew No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying, Scott. Damn it. <laughs> I love that you made Will uncomfortable. Oh my God. Damn it. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Uh, so I, I will say, guys, thank you so much for listening. Y'all have made us to another season. Uh, I'll save Scott the line. Read, rate, and review. It's, uh, it means a lot to us, and we appreciate it. And, it's good uh, to be back doing this weekly again. Right? Because next week we are doing our big SEC preview. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. SEC teams. And then we get to do our Georgia preview, and then there are games. And Missouri and South Carolina. <laughs> that was for Scott. <laughs> no, Missouri and Texas A&M. All of oh, them. Oh, wow. 
Well, uh, so I'm curious, when Texas and Oklahoma come in, will you accept them more, less, or the same as Missouri and Texas? I, I, I don't want to, you know, sugarcoat it. I think I will have the same disdain. As, that so it'll be the same. Yeah. It'll be the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like you mean next to, year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I'd like for it to be 10 teams. But yeah, so by the way, did y'all see, y'all see Professor, um, Professor Moorhead was on the list of the 23 for the Constitutional Committee nope. for NCAA. Jerry Moorhead was on that, that list. Um, Rabid sports fan Jerry <laughs> Moorhead. Uh, so, yes. I like my job. I'll say nothing. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not. I'm not criticizing the guy. I'm just saying that no, like, I, I th- when I think of guys that paint their face and lose their mind for football games, Jerry Moore is very high on the list. To, to be fair, I mean he's president of the SEC, mm-hmm. uh, and he is quite the influential influential member of that of committee as the sole right. member of the committee with an SEC tie. Although, and that's uh, why listen, you, we want people on that committee. We want we, we right. only want those people on. There. Robert Gates is a chair. He's the former yeah. president of Texas A and M. He wasn't president president yeah, of Texas A&M. In addition to that, in the Big Twelve, but, in addition to being yeah. the president of Texas A&M, yeah, he was also like literally like the secretary, well, well, secretary of defense. Yeah, I guess. Like he was, he I guess. A, I don't know. Here's my favorite story about that. I was running Deadspin when this when, when he yeah. left being the president of Texas A&M. He was he wasn't the president of Texas A&M, but he was like known. Like he was involved with Texas A&M, and you you know what I'm going to say. He was uh, when he had to leave uh, Texas A&M. To go take over Secretary of Defense, he confirmed a longtime rumor, which was that he had been posting on the Texas A and M message Texas board, Ags. yes, as like a very notorious, awesome. Like no one thought he was a jerk or anything, but he was famous. Robert Gates famously was like posted constantly on the Texas A&M message board. And people had always wondered, wait, is that Robert Gates? No, we don't. It wouldn't be. Because I think he was the president of the school. He was. And, uh, and, uh, and, it, and they were like, that wouldn't be him. And so, but one of the things he had to do as part of his like, and when they had to vet him to be the Secretary of Defense, is he actually admitted, yes, whatever it was, Aggies, go Aggies 2746. He admitted that he was, in fact, that guy. Which I have to tell you, this will not come as a surprise to you, but I didn't always agree with everything that happened uh, during that era of the Secretary of Defense. But I have always liked Robert Gates for that reason. It's like when uh, Tony started this podcast and he had to reveal that he was Tyler Dogden. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it is I have, I have a great that. story about how I, I, I have a great story. I'll tell you offline about how I, I found out about that. So, okay. um, so. Not, not unlike finding out that Mo Schrute was the guy that ran <laughs> Fire Joe Morgan. Um, all right, so we will be back uh, in a next week, week to guys. preview next week. the actual SEC conference. Which and then what we'll be doing the week after that? What we're doing the week after that? We'll talk about Georgia football, and then the week after that, we will preview a physical game between two teams running into one another uh, and uh, trying to score points. And I'll be there, guys. Can't wait. I will not be there, by the way. But I think we discussed. I'll be here, hoping I can get internet on my TVs out here. Just so <laughs> you know, I know you're de- taking notes. We definitely have ours. So if if you have trouble, we you are invited to come. To okay. On your lanai. It feels like very full circle. Yeah. My first ever. Like honestly, it would yeah, be. Yeah, no, that's right. My first ever. Too, right? Yeah. Like right after yes. I moved here, eight years you, later, you invited me to come watch a Georgia Clemson game. It would be. I'm just saying, like, right now, 
I'm not sold your, this is going to work for you. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. uh, the joke TV is closer to the router. Yeah, so guys, you guys, guys don't know this, but like we, one of the big funs of the things about doing this outside is we'd be able to watch baseball games and have like sports we, going We on. kind of are watching baseball. We are watching of. a baseball game. Yes. But like the point is, is one TV keeps going out. It's the Cardinals feed is not coming. Which, in. I don't, which is fine. The Cardinals won. It's already over. It's not a big deal. The Cardinals season's over anyway. But more to the point, if I had the Georgia Clemson game to watch, right. I'm a little I, nervous. I would make. I would not even put myself in the position to do that. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. that a you are welcome to come by our place. Thank you. B when you do so, if you do so. All right, and it's totally what, going what if out. it's like what if it's like at <laughs> halftime and I'm calling you saying like it, I gotta come over. I can't get it. You to are you you please. Can, if you can't go to his house, come to our this? house. We won't be there. Will you pause it for me? That, we will, not over there? that we will not do. You have to listen in the car on the way. Out. We have a whole off season podcast about pausing games. Okay, <laughs> we gotta talk about that. All right, um, gentlemen. Is there so, anything else? Wait, yeah, just so you understand what we're talking about is that so you hear all the crickets. We're underneath Scott's porch, and Scott has two awesome TVs. Uh, set up out here. Um, it, we're just outside of our old uh, podcast studio. Um, until it gets to 44 degrees, we find it better be out here. Yeah. But I'm when, curious what people think, though. Like, no, they uh, love it. People they, love the crowd. So they love yeah, it because they, they do feel like it was even a bug. Yeah, yeah, we had a deer sighting earlier. We had deer sighting. was not a dog. Um, so, like, we're not out here for a couple. We've been spitting at each other. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's not. It's not for yeah. COVID. It's just uh, neat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's pop up chairs. We ain't cutting fingers off, but um, <laughs> we do have two TVs out here. Only one of them works, and it's been two weeks in a row, which is the so source I'm, I'm of the pressure. That I would be nervous. If no, I was no, watching, I'm, if I wanted to watch that first, I'm getting game. nervous. Yeah, yeah. So no doubt. I, if anybody has a, a, a solution for like boosting a router, send me a tweet. I have a solution. Better internet. My lanai, <laughs> and you can come on out. And uh, I we, love you. Name drop and the lanai. There's literally a pool right next That's to it. That's amazing. Where it's a swim. splash pool. It's it's a plunge pool. Plunge pool. And uh, and we can move the TV around so you can be in the pool. While watching the game, because we've got one of those extending arms. He fancy. Up. Wow. Yeah, These awesome. move, but they just don't pick up TV. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, everyone, uh, have a great week. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll be out uh, to preview the uh, SEC conference, uh, SEC, the SEC division, next week. Uh, <laughs> go dogs. That was, that was awesome. Go dogs. <laughs> And thanks so much for listening. Feel free to tweet our show at WSLS Podcast if you have any questions, comments, or even show topics. And if you're into checking out show notes for podcast episodes, there's always links to Will's novel where you can go purchase How Lucky and my limited edition Notre Dame Visit Sanford 11 by 14 photo print. So, yeah, check out the links in the show notes for those two items. We'll be back next week with our much-anticipated SEC preview show. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you on campus in a few weeks. Can't wait. And as always, go dogs.